Welcome everyone to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host Sean Gannon alongside my partner Jack McNicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at Just Saying No GWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify uh, at Just Saying Football. Uh, we're there now. Like yep. I always say, you can have us in your ears. Yeah, have us in your ears. We can be there. All the time. It's a wonderful, wonderful little thing. We're in week 11. Week 11. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Season's moving fast. Playoffs are coming even faster. Um, don't know if I love that phrasing, but it's upon us, man. And it's yeah. a little bit it's a little bit strange after what happened in week 10. So let's jump into our blog games for week 11. Mm-hmm. We got the Carolina Panthers making their way to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens are favored by minus 12 over under here of 43 and a half. Uh, Caroline did get the win last week. Yeah. Baker Mayfield expected to start. P.J. Walker, high ankle sprain. So many high ankle sprains this year. I know. That it's definitely a huge reoccurring injury, but getting right into it. Baltimore at home. Biggest uh, spread of the week at 12. Over under is 43 and a half, like you said. Um, so expecting it to be a good game, it seems like, for Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? For them. Uh, on that side. Um, but, I mean, right now, Baker, you know, six touchdowns on the year in five games. Um you know, it's kind of interesting to see that Carolina had won that division game. Kind of messes up more of Atlanta than anything. Yep. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, the Ravens are, you know, a team that has had some tough losses. Those three losses are all very tough. But outside of that, in their wins, they've been one of the most dominant teams uh, despite injuries and everything like that. Yeah, you know, every year they just play well. Lamar Jackson uh, hopefully gets that contract from them. If not, my hot take is he is coming to New York if he doesn't sign Baltimore. Um, expect the Giants to, <laughs> to, to make a move for him. Um, but I, I love the, the Ravens in this one. I don't know how the Mayfield-led team uh, is going to look. We saw a lot more with P.J. Walker. Uh, not enough with Baker Mayfield that I like. I, I enjoy his enthusiasm, headbutting his teammates with no helmet on. Uh, that's for sure. I respect, always love... Respect the hustle. Yeah, respect the hustle. Respect the team player. Um, that being said, I think that the Ravens right now, they're, they're playing really good football. They're coming off the bye. They had some time to prepare for this one. Mark Andrews yeah. is expected to be back. Um so I'm locking them in for this one. Yeah, locking in Baltimore. Um, you know the that spread. I'd say from it's a wacky thing with Carolina. Yeah. The defense. We always talk about their defense still being pretty good, but uh, at the end of the day, I, I think that you know, like you said, this could be a huge day for the Baltimore tight ends for Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, and um, I, you know, I just I think that Baltimore just straight up is the best way to go. Agreed. Deshaun Jackson, uh, first touchdown for Baltimore this week. Yes, now we we kind of want that. We want the big one. I want that annual Deshaun Jackson big touchdown. I'll say yeah. I want to. I'm going to say the yes as well. All right, let's keep moving this along in our blowout game. We have the Philadelphia Eagles making their way to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Philadelphia's favored in this one by minus six and a half, uh, forty five point over under on this one. Jeff Saturday got his first win as a Colts head coach and. Uh, Eagles just took yeah. their first loss on Monday Night Football. Yeah, a lot of storylines going to this one. You know, we were talking about the Jeff Saturday hire last week. Um, Indianapolis at home, Philly. Um, you know, they got to be really motivated after losing a division game. Now they're only one game ahead of the Giants, two games ahead of the Packers, or three games. You know, things are getting really tight later in the season. And the Colts, I mean, they're just trying to keep their season alive. Um, you know, we talked about it. Uh, Sean brought it up on the Thursday show. Uh, Shaq Leonard out for the rest of the year. Huge blow to the defense for the Colts. Um, I, I like Philly out the gate and the spread in this one, just got to say. Um, you know, they 
are very motivated, and they had a couple of plays just not go their way last night. There were a lot of times that Philly really could have won, uh, you know, if they started hot. They started so hot. You know, they got the turnover right away. They scored right away. Um, I think they kind of do the same thing. Uh, but Matt Ryan definitely looked better last week for Indianapolis and Sam Millinger, I'm going to say that. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm also going to go with the Eagles on this one. I do think that uh, Jonathan Taylor running the ball last week was fantastic, mm-hmm. and I do expect them to try to keep it through him uh, as well. But let's not forget about Matt Shifty Ryan here, the 39-year uh, scamper on that run. That was beautiful. Yeah. Love to see that uh, from him. Uh, I do like the Eagles on this one, though. I think that the win was humbling for them in a way. Um you know, you always have these lofty expectations of going undefeated, especially when yeah. you get to 9-0 and and it's halfway through the season. Yeah. But it's always nice to, to remember, you know, you're not bulletproof, that kind of stuff. And not to say that the Eagles ever felt that way. Yeah. But it's just good to sort of, like, just be humble at this yeah. point in the to season. to know you're not immortal is huge. Exactly. And sometimes when you are immortal and you just win every game, fine, you know, but... Yeah, and those always things to improve upon. I, and every single player on the Eagles team noted that in their post-conference game after the Monday Night Football game. I expect a huge bounce-back game uh, for this one. I don't know about the spread, though. This minus six yeah. and a half. I could, I can see them winning by seven. I don't know, but maybe the Colts just score like a garbage-time touchdown that makes this game look a little bit closer than it really felt. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. And and Philly, you know, they've been really great this year at, um, you know, taking on these teams I feel like they're familiar with. I don't see – I feel like they don't play in Indianapolis enough for us to know really what this match is going to look like. Um, but, yeah, Philly, I feel like is the safe bet, you know, in the blowout. Absolutely. All right, let's move this along to our meh games. We have the Chicago Bears heading to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Atlanta's favored by uh, minus three here over under a 50. Um, Justin Fields is getting better and better. Every week. Uh, every single week. Um, I still think there are some areas that definitely need improvement. That's yep. mainly in the passing game. That pass to Jeff Okuda, I think, could have been easily avoided. Yeah. Um, with someone who maybe develops a little bit more as a passing quarterback as well. I think he has all the capability uh, of doing that. What are your thoughts on this game? Man, I mean, the last, uh, you know, this is going to be an interesting game. Two teams that are leading the NFL in rushing, yet they have a 50-point over, um, you know, over under, uh, which just shows that, you know, these defenses uh, will let you do whatever they want, uh, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, You can run all over them, but... The one thing I want to point out here is that right now, Chicago, they, I feel, um, I must say, I do like Atlanta's team more going into this. But the one thing about Chicago is that they are rushing better than any other team in the league right now. 2,017 yards right now on the season. Atlanta is second best. They have 1,604 yards. So they're about 400 yards behind, and we're only 10 games in. You know, So that just shows me that this is going to be a very creative offensive game. I am kind of excited for this, but both of these teams are a little low quality to me. I don't know. Yeah, you know, they might not be the most... Records, I guess. Yeah, they might not be the most uh, attractive teams on paper, but I think that Justin Fields is fun enough to maybe tune into it to a game and uh, take yeah. a look. I'm going with them. I'm going to bear down this weekend. Uh, I think they should have won the game against um, Detroit. I think they kind of shot themselves yeah. in the foot at points during that game. And the Falcons are a very beatable team. Like you said, for some reason, I like the I like the Falcons more on paper. But what we've just seen from Fields, you know, 111 yards per game over the last five games. Incredible. What he's doing right now, it's just electric. Um, the defense isn't backing it up with the with the 
with what they need to do. That's mm-hmm. evident with the losses of, of Robert Quinn and uh, Roquan Smith. Yeah. But I think at this point, they're just going to be able to put up a little bit too many points, and the Mariota in this offense will not be able to keep up. Yeah, that, that that's a good uh, – I like that, definitely. Um, this is going to be one of those things, like you're saying, where maybe I, – I feel like I expect these teams not to score as much as, as people are expecting. Um, you know, But Mariota last week – I don't know if he is a solution, but the pressure of that loss last week, they do need to win. I'm going to go with Chicago, which I usually wouldn't do. Atlanta's favored. Um, but I feel like last week, uh, Chicago was playing like a great team until they like just let it slip away. Um, so I'm going to go with Chicago. All right, I love that. Let's keep this moving. The Washington Commanders make their way to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, Washington is favored by minus 3.5 here, over under a 40.5. A uh, huge win for Washington on Monday Night Football. Huge. I you had asked me in our in our Thursday Monday Night Football episode. Yeah. What did the Washington Commanders need to do to win this game? And some of the key points that I had mentioned were time of possession, yes. converting on the time of possession, yes. and running the ball efficiently. They did all three of those things in the last game. It was absolutely beautiful. I think midway through the third quarter, it was 30 minutes. Yeah, to like eight minutes. Yeah, right? total possession for Washington. Time possession <laughs> for Washington. It was absolutely incredible. Houston right now, I, I don't... I love Lovey. I say it every single week. I, I love Damian Pierce. They're, they're staying in these games, but they just don't... The field goal is questionable that they, they, they opted to do. Yeah. I just... Washington now needs to back up what happened on Monday Night Football Definitely. with an easy win where you're also expected to get Chase Young back. Washington, you got to win this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going very, with you. Very excited to uh, get ready to talk about Chase Young again. I feel like, you know, his rookie year, we were saying, hey, you know, every week, does he get a sack? You know, because we knew he was going to get a sack. Um, now I am looking at Washington very differently. They are very well coached by Ron Rivera. He had an excellent. Uh, you know, um, after game presser, um, and I'm sorry, locker room speech in the, in the locker room, very heartfelt. And I think that this team is motivated to stay competitive as well as their opponents around them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They are, uh, they, they see the NFC East getting better and they see that they just made it wide open by defeating the Eagles last night. I'm going to go with them in this. Like you said, the coaching for the Texans has been the problem for me. Um, you know, they have some talented players, but it seems like every week they really don't know what to do. Um, I, I think that the commanders are a safe bet, three and a half. But um, that 40.5, I, I think that these defenses will allow enough points for them to get it done. Yeah. We'll take yeah. you over on that one. Yeah. I like that one. All right, let's keep this moving. Um, when we have the Los Angeles Rams making their way to New Orleans to take on the Saints, Saints are favored in this one by minus four, okay. 38 and a half point over under. Um, we mentioned this on our Monday Night Football episode. In case anyone didn't watch it or did not hear of the news, yeah. Cooper Cup uh, is receiving ankle surgery, is going to be on the four-game IR, uh, but he is also considered out indefinitely. Um, I got to lock in the Saints off the bat just by Dennis Allen saying that they might switch it up at quarterback. I think just no, no Cooper Cup. I don't like the Rams. Yeah, you you don't like the Rams this week. You don't think it's uh, you think that for the next four weeks it's, we're just going to be looking at them completely different. I I, I kind of agree. Um, I, I I think that New Orleans at home is still very dangerous. I mean, I just can't defense is still good. Seven defense is good. Um, but what about the fact that you know right now the Rams are 29th of 32 teams. They're averaging 
16.4 points a game. This is a team that was by far leading the league in points last year. Um, it's very disappointing overall. And then you lose your best player. How do you do that? I mean, New Orleans has gone through a lot of adversity this year with their uh, team's health. Um, but no matter the quarterback, I think it'll be better than uh, the Rams' defense can handle, especially in that dome. Uh, it, it's going to be very tough for the, the Rams to be able to come in there and, and actually dominate. You know, like, I don't see any um, like I don't see any advantages for them. No, and this is what's scary. I was looking up, looking along on the papers because you mentioned that the the Rams are averaging sixteen point four points per game. To put that into perspective for people. The worst scoring offense yeah. belongs to, you guessed it, Denver Broncos. You're absolutely right. Good <laughs> guess, people. Um, way to listen. Denver is averaging 14.6. That means that the Los Angeles Rams team is scoring 1.8 points more per game on average than the Denver Broncos. Let that sink in for a moment. This Super Bowl... Uh, the reigning Super Bowl champions, the high-flying Rams offense, the Cooper Cup triple crown threat, the Allen Robinson, the can this Sean, everything about this team and storyline, and <laughs> yeah. for this to be the outcome, it's so, so upsetting to see. And now you had all these things about McVay leaving when, you know, the Cup is gone and uh, Donald's gone and Ramsey's gone, and now you wonder after this season, is that happening sooner than we expect? It's, it's got to be in consideration in the sense that, you know, this is what you have to react to when you've had a coach that is playing this bad. I mean, if they fall to three and seven, it could be very oh. tough. Uh, both these teams are just in a position of a, a football game to win. They don't really have any long-term, uh, you know, season plans here. I don't see playoffs for either of these teams Me at neither. this point. Uh, and the lowest spread, man, I mean, over-under is 38 and a half this Vegas is being generous, uh, but they are not expecting them to score any points. Um, the Rams, uh, in their last three games, they've lost all of them. They have 24 total points in the first half. That is just insane. I mean, in those contests, they haven't even, in three games, they haven't even scored more than 17 points. These are the Super Bowl champions, people. we gotta, we got to wake up and just start hating on the Rams the way they deserve it, man. They gave up everything, and now look where it's gotten you. Just brutal. Let's just let's just move this uh, right along. Saints money line. Yeah, Saints money line for sure. Definitely take the under. Let's move this along because we have the Detroit Lions making their way to New York to face the Giants. Uh, Giants are favored by minus three over under here of forty six. Now the best passer rating of the entire twenty twenty two NFL season belongs to you guys guessed it, Daniel Jones. Mister Daniel Jones. Mister Danny Dimes himself, the New York Giant, great. The potential future contract signing Daniel Jones for the Giants? We are definitely going to have a couple of videos come out about the free agent signings and Daniel Jones. Probably going to be the biggest debate between me and Sean, especially when it comes down <laughs> to two months. But now he's at that point. He is getting good. And it's kind of crazy that he's doing it in his fourth year and the fact that he's only throwing about like 17 passes a game. But the one thing I do love is that he's winning the games. He has... It's the Giants are seven and two. It's, I'm yeah. looking at it on the dock. I can't believe it. And now, um, what's great about this is the Lions. I mean, you know they they have a couple of good wins. You know now they're three and six. They are trying to play for something. They have a lot of heart. But man, the Giants MetLife Stadium. It's gonna be 
It's going to be loud this weekend. I think that Saquon is going to do what he did last week and just run the ball as much as he can. 35 carries last week. How do you feel about that? Uh, that's a lot of carries for a guy coming off of knee injuries. That being said, when he was running that efficiently and that well and that healthy, you got to love it at the same time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. That is the kind of running back that Saquon is. Um, I'm definitely interested uh, to see how the Giants handle this game. They let the Texans stay in there a little bit too long in that last game. And you could see Brian Dable was getting really upset on the sideline with his team. That fourth. And I loved how fired up. I'm not saying that as a slight to, to Brian Dable. That is something we had not seen yeah. on the sidelines from the Giants since Tom Coughlin was around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the players were accepting it. The players knew that they were making mistakes. They were not getting in his face back. They were accepting that he was that he was right in this moment. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a much closer game. Um than some people might expect. I like the the line of minus three. I am going to go with the Giants um, in this one. Yeah. Uh, Giants, though, do need to be aware of Amon Ross St. Brown. The dude is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Him versus Dory Jackson is going to be a couple of athletes going out. It, it's going to be a huge It's going to be a huge matchup. And Okuda versus Darius Slayton on the other end, uh, Okuda coming off of a, of a great game against yeah. the Bears, is going to be one to, to watch. Could have kind of maybe not playing up to exactly the prowess of that number three overall pick just a few years ago. Yeah. He is starting to find his stride in the NFL this season for sure. Um, I, I do like the Giants out the gate, like you said. Uh, I got to be aware of this scrappy defense oh, by yeah. the Lions. The Lions, they play really tough and hard as Dan Campbell coaches them. Um, you know, everybody's looking like they are, you know, starting to click. I know that they have, you know, had some terrible losses that they wish they had back. However, um, you know, I think that the Giants are putting together game plans week by week that help support these things. I like the spread, like you said, this week. Um, and I think this will go over. I think that the Lions have game plans that they just they just score on you, but they make sure that you score more on them. Yeah. Absolutely, I like that. All right, let's keep this moving. We're we're going into into the game that I don't think anyone cares about. Um, <laughs> That's a great intro for uh, AFC. Can we? I just want to pause. I didn't mean to cut you off. But can you imagine how hyped we were for the AFC West? And here we are in Week Eleven, and it's like I can't. It's the freaking of it. Is the Las Vegas Raiders going to Denver to face the Broncos? Like the Raiders going to play the Broncos? I just like this is. Denver's favorite. Two and seven Raiders, Sean. How do we feel about that? I just want your opinion after, you know, we talked about the Raiders. We were heavy on them last week. What, what is going on? I don't know. Denver's favorite in this one, minus two and a half. 41 and a half point over on here. <laughs> it's a 4.05 Eastern game, of course. It has to be in a decent time slot. Um, I mentioned before, we were talking about... Um, I can't remember the previous team we were just talking about, uh, the Rams, uh, that the Denver Broncos were scoring offense currently right now in the NFL, only averaging 14.6 points per game. Their defense, though, is playing great once again. Their defense <laughs> is only letting up 16.6 points per game. Um, There's something I saw online, and I just have to mention it because yeah. it's true, and no, I, yeah, I texted you. If, definitely. If the, if the Denver Broncos had scored 18 points... In all of their games this season, they would have won eight of their nine games, would be sitting at an eight and one record. And the only loss would come to the Raiders when they lost 32 to 23, which is ironic because it's also the most points that they scored this season was, <laughs> was in a loss. Like, 
Come on! Nothing is going right for Denver. We talk about this every week. And unfortunately, last week, uh, Sean mentioned on a Thursday show, but a minor injury to Jerry Judy that really he avoided something major uh, in the game. Um, you know, he's, he's a huge, we're, we're all huge uh, fans here of Jerry Judy. Um, but, you know, definitely not to the Broncos this year. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I, I hate, I hate, like, having no pick, but it's like, do I just. Pick nope. Denver? I don't I I don't know. I don't want to pick either. I'm so happy that you said that because I was thinking as I'm I and was reading two and ahead. A half. Sean knows I hate two and a half spreads or bad luck. <laughs> Dude, I'm like reading ahead and I was just like I'm seeing this game and I was just like fuck, I don't know if we're allowed to not pick a team because we've never really done that, <laughs> but this would be a game I don't want to pick a team. Like can I call it I'm gonna call probably I think like just saying second ever tie because I genuinely just don't care. I will call the outlier of a tie. Like, I would, I would, if if I could somehow have both teams lose in this game, I would. So I'm gonna go the tie. This is gonna be a tie. I I uh, I I, I want to go with the Raiders. <laughs> That's fine. I'm gonna pick the Raiders only because. It's honestly something sounds it sounds crazier than your <laughs> They better win. Um, <laughs> if they do tie, somebody's gotta give Sean like a, a cool thing like I don't know. <laughs> I I will but, become um, the new owner of the Raiders. But basically I think that with this I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I, I think that they can run Josh Jacobs to win despite their injuries. Uh last week I think it was a little more of a fluke and Derek Carr I, I think they'll be motivated this week. Okay, I'm, I'm. The tie is my final answer, but if I had to pick one, it's a bet on the spread. I would. I, I would. No, God, no. Uh, I'd go against it. Screw it. The team is gonna win by someone. One team will win by more than three. But I would go with Denver just because I put in a bet after week three that the Raiders are gonna have the worst record in the NFL. Um, it was like a plus two thousand. I dropped like a nice like twenty dollars on it, and I'm like, oh, this could be a nice little bet. So. Denver. So if you that, make sure to comment with Sean. Yeah, if you don't tie it, at least do me that favor. Um, how about my bet? All right, let's uh, let's move this right along into our good games. When the New York Jets make their way to New England to take on the Patriots, the Patriots are favored uh, in this one by minus three, over under 38 and a half. Huge units for the Jets this week. Um, with that Buffalo loss to the Vikings, it propelled them to second place in the AFC East, and with the win over Buffalo, it gives them some security. Yeah. Um, didn't didn't know we. I never thought I would be at this point in time saying that. You you know you we need to get a highlight reel of like your evolution with the Jets this year as they've gotten good because you're just like they're undeniably in good games because it is they're they're playing good. Um, unfortunately, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, they lost Brees Hall, but they kind of stepped up with the James Robinson, Michael Carter backfield. Um, it's it's kind of funny. The uh, New England Patriots have won thirteen times in a row, dating back to twenty sixteen. Home and away, they have I believe won eleven um, eleven games. Eleven straight home games in Gillette. So since twenty eleven. But man, the Jets are underdogs, and every time they're underdogs this season, what do they do? <laughs> they end up winning. They, they, they. I got you know. the The Patriots got the win in the first meeting between these two teams, and that was in New York. Yeah. I don't know, man. I. Excuse me. There's just I. I'm. <laughs> He's conflicted. 
I know. There's like, I want to say logically, it has to be the Patriots, right? But Belichick and all that stuff. But, and like both these teams have two weeks to prepare. Yes. That's a tough thing. We usually talk about bye week. But they both have the bye weeks, right? And they both know each other really well. Freaking, I'm. And they've already played this season, and the Patriots took it at home, and Jets have a very tough road advantage to overcome. Uh, I gotta tell you, I kind of like the Jets, but the tough thing is Zach Wilson. Last time that they played, he threw 355 yards, which was the most this season. But he's also had a lot of games this year. He threw three interceptions in that game as well. Yeah, and he had three picks. So it's like, what are we going to get? Are we going to get, you know, the guy who maybe has, you know, less than uh, 200 yards each week? Or are we going to get the guy who throws a 355 and maybe doesn't throw those three interceptions? I don't know. Um, But I think it's just going to be a very – I'm looking for Garrett Wilson to step up Big time. Like, that's that's really what I'm looking for. Um, he, last time he played New England, he had seven targets, six catches, 115 yards. So, it's kind of like, if he can have a game like that again, do you feel better about them? I, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets, but I don't think it's going to be because of their offense necessarily. Um, okay. When it comes to Zach Wilson or Garrett Wilson. Okay. Uh I don't know if Zach Wilson's at the point right now where we can say that we can trust him to, to step up in the big moments when his team is going to need him. Sure. But I do feel comfortable saying that about the defense. The Jets' defense is playing great. They're uh, ninth against the pass, 11th against the rush. They are uh, 11th in takeover differential. Um, they're only allowing 19.5 points a game. They're doing really, really oh, they're doing everything that you need to do that's right. Yeah. And I think that Robert Sala knows that this defense is going to be what gets them the win. Yeah. And this is a chance to do so. There's been a little bit of weirdness with this offense. The passing offense of the, the Patriots has not looked great. You know, they're currently, what is it? They're currently 23rd right now in the yeah. passing offense. Mac Jones has like four passing touchdowns yeah. in the whole year. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reader playing great in the secondary yeah. for the Jets. That's got to be like a top three cornerback duo already. Honestly, guys. and I just think there's a time for there to be a... Maybe the Patriots dominate the next couple of years, right? Yeah. But there's a moment where every team takes one, right? And why isn't this that moment where the Jets get one? The Bills are down after a game. Yeah. There's a lot on the line right now for the Jets. If the Jets jump out to 7-3 and three and, let, and like by some miracle the, the Dolphins maybe lose after their bye week... Like, I'm just saying, I can see it, man. I can see this happening for the Jets. I'm going Jets, yeah. It's the right time. We're both going Jets, people. Get get ready. <laughs> get ready to place your bing-bong bets. Um, let's keep this moving on our good games. We've got the Cleveland Browns making their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills here. Buffalo is favored by minus 8, over under here, 43.5. And, and the Bills obviously coming off of a devastating loss to the Vikings in OT. We're not going to talk about that yet because I gotta we we're, we got the Vikings game coming up, <laughs> so I don't need to get into that right now. Savon Diggs though played great, great one-handed uh, catch, better yeah. one later on though. Um, Josh Allen, granted the last two weeks have not been great for him. I still think that he's the guy. He like, you know, he, he's, he's still up there. Bit, you know, I think that's that's the main thing for me. I don't know if he's had like the time to heal yet, and you can kind of see that. Yeah, but I like I like the Bills. Yeah, I like the Bills and the spread in this one. I gotta tell you. Every week I keep saying, oh, you know, Cleveland is better than I think that they are. But, like, 
I don't think that's true this week. I don't think that this week they're going to be the team to really say, oh, you know, they, they can step up this week. Maybe they do. Maybe I eat my words, but I don't see it. I see Buffalo taking this game. Uh, you know, I see, like you said, Stefan Diggs going against Senzel Ward this week. That's a huge factor. Like Devin Singletary has been stepping up a lot. And when you talk about this game maybe last year, you know, you're like, Chubb's going to run the clock. The Bills are going to pass the ball a lot. The Bills are running the ball because Josh Allen's hurt, and it's actually really good for them. They put themselves in a lot of good positions last week against you guys with their run game. I see that this week. And the Bills' defense, you know, they're going to go after Nick Chubb. They're going to go after Jacoby Brissett. You know, they have Jadavious White, so Amari Cooper I'm nervous about on the road, who hasn't been great on the road this year. Um, You know, Miles Garrett's going against Deion Dawkins. That's one of the top five left tackles. There's a lot of advantages for the Bills this year. And, you know, Josh Allen is right now third in passing yards, only behind Pat Mahomes and Brady. And he's got 20 touchdowns behind Pat Mahomes, who has 25. And nobody else has over 20. I mean, it's still Josh Allen at the end of the day. Yeah, he's he's still the guy. I think that the Browns will try to to run the ball well with uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah, uh, they just gotta hope that he doesn't break off for like an eighty yard touchdown because they were they bottled up down the hook really well. That one mistake, you know what I mean? That's where he got all of his yards. That's when the momentum yeah uh, shifted for them. I do expect them to to lock it down a little bit more uh, on the on that on that side of the defensive ball. All right, let's keep this moving in a good game. So we have the Cincinnati Bengals making their way to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers here. Cincinnati is favored by minus five. Over under here, 41 uh, points, 425 Eastern uh, game. Still injury news for the Bengals. Jamar Chase uh, was seen on crutches on Monday at practice. Will most likely not be in this Week 11 matchup. Yeah. Uh, but maybe get ready for a Week 12. Now, Week 1, these teams faced off. Pittsburgh got the win. Yeah, it was a, it was a kicking issue. Uh, I believe Week 1, me and Sean were sitting there watching the game, and we see Evan McPherson and Chris Boswell, and I'm pretty sure that they missed like four out of five field goals between fourth quarter and overtime. Uh, But yeah, Pittsburgh having that is a huge advantage to them. They really could put Cincinnati in a tough position, make them five and five, or Cincinnati will put themselves at six and four and really, um, you know, start to really make this a division between them and the and uh, the Ravens for AFC North supremacy. Um, you know, the Steelers are in a weird spot because we talk about it every year that Tomlin is a winning record guy, never not been that. This year it's a little scary, three and six. Um, but man, you know, um, the Bengals coming off the bye. Last time we saw them, they were in Carolina, and Joe Mixon had five touchdowns. Yeah, that was a monster game for Joe Mixon. First time ever uh, in, in the Bengals franchise history that someone had five touchdowns. Uh, was a great game for them. Yeah. Uh, but Steelers have TJ Watt back, and that was evident last week against the Saints that they were all over uh, Andy Dalton. He was getting the backfield blown up plays. I like the Steelers again in this one. This time they're going to get to be at home. There's going to be no Jamar Chase. Yes, they don't have Mika Fitzpatrick, but I just think that this defense plays so much better when TJ Watt is out there on the field. And him being back, the way that the Bengals are playing in the first uh, half of the season offensively, uh, when it comes to their offensive line, giving up a lot of sacks. I see a two-sack game for TJ Watt in this one. I see that being a huge momentum shifter for them. Yeah. Um, That could be the potential that creates maybe a turnover or a mistake um, to some degree. And keeps it close. And keeps it close. Yeah, yeah. man. I like I like that for this one. I, I feel like the AFC North battles, uh, we always talk about um, you know any of the combinations of it. We always see that, right? We always see like really close games or it comes down to the wire or defensive touchdown or block kick or something like that. 
Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think that I like the Bengals more in this one. Um, I, I just don't like what I'm seeing out of like Najee Harris, and I don't like what I'm... Kenny Pickett uh, is playing better. I must note yeah. that. I have been giving him a little... You see him run down the field to try to throw a block? You I like did that? see that. Throw, he ran 40 yards, and he's fast. We he's fast. how fast he is. He's a huge guy who's really fast. Um the Steelers, I think this is going to be a great rivalry between Burrow yep. and Pickett for years to come. But right now, um, I, I it's going to be tough, man, for the Steelers. Uh, it's a midday game. I would have liked the Steelers a lot more if this was a Sunday night game. I feel like the Bengals in prime time I don't always like as much. Um, but Cincinnati 5, I'm going to take uh, – I, I, I don't know if I would take the 5. I think it's going to be like a field goal because these, these teams keep it close and low scoring. Yeah, I agree. I like that uh, – uh... Bengals will cover the spread. Or uh, Pittsburgh will cover Pittsburgh the spread. Yeah, I like that a lot. I yeah. agree. I agree. All right. Games of the week. I'm getting distracted. That's why I couldn't get that last one out. <laughs> so we got the Dallas Cowboys coming to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Dallas is favored by minus one, so that really means that they don't know who's favored in this one. <laughs> 47.5.1 over under. 425 Eastern game for the Vikings. Now, this is going to be so fun this weekend because... Uh, Sean is very excited now that his team is very good, and I'm not saying that in any way we're respectful in the sense that I've seen Sean struggle through these Viking seasons. That Buffalo win last week definitely felt really good. Uh, it's gonna be a high-scoring game, I must say that. 47 and a half. Uh, the Vikings, man. I mean, after that win last week, they're on the opposite wave of the Cowboys coming into this. Who went to the OT loss? Vikings had an OT win. These teams must be exhausted coming into this week. Uh, but give me uh, give me your thoughts and reaction on even way. Yeah, everyone sees me just sitting here smiling. Uh, you guys, anyone who's a Vikings fan has ever followed the Vikings. We don't really win those close games like that. Uh, and there was a lot of reasons why I thought we were going to lose, including the many, many third and 15 first downs that Josh yeah. Allen ended and up getting in that game. 18. Yeah, and that, oh my God, that catch by Justin Jefferson. He is going to get a contract. Flex in which the NFL has never seen. <laughs> I am so excited to pay uh, the man. He's um, reset the market and the market. Oh, God. He <laughs> is the freaking market right now. I, I'm going to go with the Vikings in this one now. Historically, we see, we've we lost to the, the Cowboys a lot in recent memory. We're one for five in our last five matchups. Um, and we seem to always lose at home to them as of late uh, and only win uh, when we're in Dallas. Um, I think this is the game where we can kind of shift that around. Um the the Vikings were a tale of a different team compared to last season. Yeah. I'm and I think what I appreciate most about our team this season a lot is we're not only rallying behind our new head coach and our young head coach, but we also seem to be really focused on what the end all goal is here. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day the Buffalo win is great and everyone has a right to deserve the moment. But it's in the past now. You know what I mean? Now yeah. we got the Cowboys. We still got the Packers. We got the Giants. We got the Lions. We got the Bears. Oh, my. Like, we got more games left. We yeah. got the playoffs. We're fighting for a first seed now with the Eagles. Like, there is still so much to be done. And I appreciate that the Vikings are still very focused on what the end-all goal is here. Um, because I thought that in 2017 when the Minneapolis Miracle happened, and this is something similar similar to that. You know, we're getting a defensive touchdown because of a botched snap, and we're getting an interception by Patrick Peterson and a one-handed grab on a fourth and 18. Like, this is a Minneapolis Miracle-esque, and I felt after that game in the playoffs that Minnesota got distracted, and they felt like now they just deserved a championship because of a miracle win. Nothing 
in the NFL, nothing in life yeah. is just yeah. given to you. Yeah. Nothing is a guarantee. You have to earn it. And I think the Vikings are still on that wave of every little thing is going to be earned. We got some injuries. We got a Caleb Evans out. We got Cameron Dansel and IR. We got Christian Derrissaw, our star, star left tackle uh, in year two, out. We got some players that are going to need to step up and yeah. stepped up last week. Now we got a whole new team to face. So let's... let's yeah, the Dallas defense is very... Is, let's go. Is, is Micah Parsons, man. Micah Parsons and... Marcus Lawrence with no Christian Derrissaw. You put those guys on the same side with a backup tackle, and it's going to be a long day for Kirk. Um, I, I think that I, I like Minnesota in this game. They are 8-1 Dallas last week. Um, I, I won't let that overtime uh, loss to the Packers kind of fool me. I know that Dallas is still a pretty They're a great team. team. Um, you know, they are going to win these games. Uh, you know, Tony Pollard has really just stepped up uh, coming in, and that guy... That guy is also another guy who is probably going to get heavy paid this offseason. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, as he'll be touted. But right now, he is a cowboy. He's running. This is going to be uh, just an overall shootout, despite the fact that both these defenses are really good. That uh, reflects in the 47.5. I will take the over, and I will take uh, Minnesota in this one at home. I'd over too. In Dallas, I would have been a little more nervous for the Vikings. Say the spread was a little bigger, maybe. But... Looking outside of that logically, I'm looking at the Vikings at home, eight and one. I like them, uh, but gonna be good. This is gonna be like we talked about. This one of our games of the week for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and just before we move on to our last game of the week, uh, a good, a uh, huge win against the Buffalo Bills. Statement win, as many would say. Mm-hmm. Another great team. Time to back up. Statement win. Yeah. With another win, Very you know true. everyone. Cousins had a good game. Cousin was making all the right looks. Some some great some great throws to to JJ. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Now you got to back up that win, show yeah. that you can do it week in week out. Um, just something that I just wanted to say. All right, moving this right along. Sunday night football and our last game of the week on this Sunday Superflex episode. We got the Kansas City Chiefs making their way to LA to take on the Chargers. Kansas City is favored in this one by minus six and a half. There's an over under here of fifty and a half. Um, good news for the Chargers. Keenan Allen expected to practice this week, looking like he might start in this game. Mike Williams expected to practice this week, looking like he might start this week. Justin Herbert needs it. He definitely needs his weapons back. We've been talking about him not having anybody to throw to for too long. Uh, but this is good for everybody. Herbert, Eckler, good for the offensive line. Uh, you know, not having a hold for too long in the sense that, you know, they have, like, more experienced receivers back in there. But, man, did I miss Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, one of the better wide receiver combos when healthy. Both guys have, uh, you know, dealt with an injury history. But on the other side, we got Pat Mahomes throwing four touchdowns. So, uh, last week, uh, you know, we saw the, the Pat Mahomes we know is there. But Justin Herbert really loves to reflect that in these games. Um, I always feel like we get spoiled with these Chargers and uh, Chiefs games. Yeah. yeah, they're always a good game. And it seems like this is the one time or the one few games where Mahomes has a tendency to, like, struggle. And mm-hmm. struggling for him is only, like, you know, 300 yards and, like, maybe two, three touchdowns yeah. and then, like, an interception. So, yeah. like, it's not really struggling in the grand scheme of things. It's yeah. just in terms of what he can do. Um, I am going with KC in this one. I went with the Chargers last week as a surprise against the 49ers. That did not pan out. Um, but what I think right now with the Chiefs, that's once again so scary. Doesn't matter who's out there on the field. MBS, mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony, the former Giants first-round first pick. Um, Juju smith though he got the concussion. Um, McCole Harman, abdominal injury. 
he is just finding everyone to pass through and to pass to and to throw to and that's that's just scary when Mahomes is allowing everyone to feed a little bit. I didn't even mention Travis Kelsey. Um and he's just letting everyone yeah. feed. That's that's really when Mahomes is at his scariest. What's what's crazy for me is the uh, pace of the, uh, the Chiefs offense right now is going through the running backs, and none of them named uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, you know, mainly Isaiah Pacheco when they need to run, uh, Jarek McKinnon when they need to pass. And with that, it's very crazy that, you know, they are so versatile. They are continuously in that sense. With no Juju, uh, they are getting McCall Hartman back this week. Uh, so I'm expecting some speed, uh, you know, some large throws. The one thing is I'm going to go with Kansas City out the gate. Pat Mahomes is leading. Uh, you know, I said this before with the Buffalo game, but he's leading the NFL right now in passes, uh, with touchdowns, with yards. Um, you know, it's it's just this is a huge game for the, for the AFC West. We were talking about the other two teams being a joke. But it's crazy that when we were talking about the joke of the other two teams that they're – is a lot at stake in this game for them. So I will go KC, but I much mention that I think the Chargers cover the spread. I like the Chargers covering the spread. If for whatever reason the Chargers are able to edge out a win here, they're able to get to, to six and four, drop the Chiefs to seven and three, and they're able to split this though. Man, that's gonna be a fun end to the AFC West. I mean yeah. not for Vegas. Not, not for Vegas. <laughs> right. But if you're a Charger fan or for the Chiefs fan, yeah, you're gonna be pretty excited. Um that's all the time that we have. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed uh, this week's Sunday Superflex episode. Yeah, a lot of crazy games. The season so is winding uh, down. Wow. And we are just sticking with the weirdness. Uh, just saying football.com. Go check it out. Just saying football on YouTube uh, and on Spotify. Make sure you go like, subscribe there. Go comment on YouTube. So let us know anything you like, don't like, and uh, want to see. And uh, make sure to check out all the article and video updates on Instagram for just saying. Uh, no GWJS. Thank you guys so much for checking out our week 11 Super Sunday Flex. Enjoy.